Hey, this is Daniel from Markers on the Map. It's finally October, which means quarter four is upon us and next gen is almost here. But this week we're talking about the new Smash Brothers character reveal. After that, we're talking all about the godlike roguelike Hades for the Nintendo Switch, and then a little about Black Ops Cold War Zombies. We'll finish off today with Donkey Kong Country 2, a favorite of both of ours. Don't forget to follow us on Twitter at Markers on the Map. And thanks for listening. a soda right there and make people turn their head around um, for what you, you know when you uh the creeper and it's like they open up a oh. soda and it makes people see who, i don't play enough of it <laughs> yeah it's like if you play you see a micro player open up a soda behind them and see what the reaction is so if you didn't know what we were going to talk about first thing <laughs> now you do so welcome to a brand new episode of markers on the map it's a gaming adventure where we have our vast open world and we travel between old and new to talk about our favorite games and what's new in the world of gaming. My name's Daniel, and I'm here as always with Robert. How are you today? I'm doing pretty well, you know, same old, same old. Everything's pretty normal here. As normal as you can get. Yeah, as normal as you can get. So, I've got a bit of an update from last week's story. All right. Uh, I happened to find a box of blueberry at Target this week. I heard that you were on the hunt for some blueberries. You heard correct. (laughs) And I went to Target. I went to like those aisles they have in between the market. And I see Count Chocula. Mm -hmm. I see Frankenberry. Mm -hmm. I don't see my boy Boo. Mm. I see him nowhere. I go down the cereal aisle. My boy Boo is not there. Mm Mm-mm. So I, I uh, you know, took, I, I traveled to the Halloween candy section. Okay. And lo and behold, in the same exact spot where the Mountain Dew Voodoo was um, last week, was, there was now fresh boxes of blueberry. So I, I, I did not make the same mistake as last time. I picked up two boxes, and they're good till, you know, May, I think. So if even if I don't eat them quick, I still got time. That's plenty of time. Is Blueberry their most popular cereal, I'm guessing, then? I mean, I hope. I think it's the best one. It seems like Blueberry's a, one a struggle to find. Like, everything else, he said they had the, the like, was it, the Dracula one, which is, like... Yeah, Count Chocula. I don't like chocolate cereal. Uh, and then they had the, the Mummy one. Oh, the mummy one? But, yeah, they never bring the mummy one back. I forgot. The mummy one doesn't... Oh, yeah. The mummy one doesn't exist anymore. Yeah, they had it, like, seven years ago. I'm pretty sure it was seven years ago, because I remember uh, eating some of it in college, because I'm a child at heart. (laughs) But they don't bring it back. I forgot that one doesn't exist. And maybe it's, like, just like the movie, it went invisible. There's also Fruit Brute, which is, like, a... I don't know exactly what the flavor is. It might be cherry, but there's Fruit Brute as well. Mm. I wonder if they ever make a werewolf one. That's Fruit Brute. That's Fruit Brute? It is? Yeah. I I was going to make a joke that it might taste like dog food. 
No, no, it, it tastes like cherry. Okay. I'm pretty sure it's cherry. But, see, Halloween giveth, because this is October. Yes. And, and Halloween taketh away. It's the first day of October, uh, so it's a lot of time to get all scary and spooky. Yeah. But you see, I got my treat. I got my booberry. But I was also tricked. Mm. They're out of uh, Reese's White Chocolate Ghosts. Aww. You can't. You can't not have Reese's White Chocolate Ghosts. Man, you could spend a whole just podcast talking about the things that they don't longer have in stores. Yeah. <laughs> but, unfortunately... <laughs> That's not today. Unfortunately, we need to talk about the Smash character reveal, which you, you and me have a bit of a different opinion about. Minecraft Steve. I honestly, I honestly don't care... I th- I feel like whatever I'm kind of indifferent to it. I'm not excited for it by any means. I do think the map looks really nice. Uh, I on the other hand, I think I'm. I don't say I'm happy, but I'm just relieved that it's not another like Fire Emblem character. Like, well, yeah, there's I- a lot of them. Yeah, that's what I'm like. I was like, at least something new. It's like if you eat the same piece of bread for a whole month straight and you're just like i kind of want variety even if it's just like oh now this is whole wheat bread at least it's something different yeah um they didn't show much they showed some alternate skins i guess and i like the alternate skins better than minecraft steve but you know it's wasn't he rumored for the longest time i think he was rumored as a joke i thought they're like there's no way they're gonna add up such a blocky character because he's literally just blocks there's like yeah not detail he doesn't have i don't think he even has like a neck he's literally just two blocks yeah on top and of i get body. that minecraft is the most purchased or the most sold game of all time but i just don't see for me it doesn't really i'm not gonna sit here and be you know a jerk about it pick it apart or everything because there's a lot of people that are probably excited about this but for me i appreciated min min a lot more than steve uh I mean, I, I'm pretty sure with Smash, you can't please everybody. There's always going to be that one person that just loves one character and they wish they can see him in there. And you never know. It might yeah. happen. You just have to give it some time. There's a lot of characters that we have now that we expected that, oh, there's no way they're going to add them. And they're there. Uh, but I just yeah. feel like I'd rather have something new from a different franchise. I would say that because when's the last time we had something from a different franchise really in Smash Bros? That's true. Like, it's always been continuing IPs or their own Nintendo IPs have been part of it. Yeah. And I just, I think Joker kind of ruined the Smash reveals for me because I really don't think that they could have topped that, at least for me, or shocked everybody with, you know, Persona, an M-rated franchise getting its main character on um, on Smash. I mean, we have Bayonetta, but you remember Nintendo helped with Bayonetta 2 so it's kind of a Nintendo game so Persona 5 having a rep on Smash I don't think that has been topped yet and we've got things like Dragon Quest Terry or whatever there's like five characters I can name off the top of my hand right now though it's better than Joker that would be better than Joker or more shocking yes okay go for it you got Neck oh Bubsy okay we doing this we doing this Gex Glover and Rocky Rodent. You're forgetting Buck Bumble. Nah, Buck Bumble. He's 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 his own thing. He I don't think he's too powerful. Nah, for Smash? I don't think he. I think he's like the the crazy hand and like master hand. I think he would be too OP for that game. 
You know who I think is going to come to Smash Bros. in the future? Who we think? Like, guaranteed. Travis Touchdown. Travis, I was going to say Travis Scott for a second. I was like, I wouldn't be surprised if they added Travis Scott. No, he's, he's, busy, <laughs> he's busy doing meals um, at McDonald's and promotions with them. I'm talking about Travis Touchdown from No More Heroes. It seems obvious, oh, right? Yes. Actually, there's a lot of rumors. Uh, I don't say rumors, but a lot of people were thinking, like, yeah, like No More Heroes 3 is coming out. I, I expected it too, honestly. I was like, you know what? It wouldn't make sense to add him in the game. And honestly, when whenever Doom Eternal Switch port gets announced, I do think Doom Slayer is also going to be in Smash at some point. I just think Doom Slayer is too iconic, too. And I don't want to hear that, like, oh, Doom Slayer might be not as kid-friendly. I mean, they, like I said, we have Joker. We have Snake. We have Bayonetta. Yeah, we have Bayonetta. <laughs> I, I just think if Nintendo can see a way to kind of minimize or, like, kind of not really emphasize too much on that, because they're good at that. They kind of make a lot of things family-friendly. Like, they added, like I said, they added Snake, Snake series. I don't think it's family-friendly in any way, shape, or form, but he's in the game, and they kind of made it seem like, oh, he's not, you know, this, like, weird thing that's out of place. It's like, oh, yeah, he's a video game character. You know, he belongs in Smash Bros. So I feel like Doom Guy, they can make it work. Yeah. And, of course, if they do have Doom Guy, they should have the Bethesda... Um, 2016 or doom eternal skin and they should also have our classic doom marine skin from the originals i think that'd be really cool what if they added kratos out of just out of the nowhere i'd be so down for it but at that same time i would say i don't think kratos is super likely no but i guess since joker is in smash we can't really say never when it comes to smash and i feel like with steve and joker you can't rule out anything really it just as long as it's a yeah. game first there's nothing you can really rule out honestly steve's not as big of a surprise as somebody like terry or joker but he's still yeah. kind of shocking yeah well there's smash bros twitter went ahead and like crashed when when it happened but not because of it it just happened to go down oh uh, i thought it was like well doesn't twitter always crash when something like this happens no i i legit think twitter just went down at the same exact time <laughs> it's making it seem that people were that excited for steve that's that's kind of steve funny. broke twitter that's kind of funny all right so without out of the way slow news week don't you think Pretty slow. I feel like since the, I said the next-gen consoles, it's going to be very slow this month. But Yeah, we were talking about how there'd be a, a news drought a uh, couple weeks ago. We're going to have the news drought, but, we're going to also have a game drought pretty soon after the console Yeah, launch. game drought's coming guaranteed, you know, December through February probably. Save your games. Don't play them all at once. Yeah, savor them. We do have uh, some smaller little bits of information this week to talk about uh hyrule warriors age of calamity showed a new gameplay trailer and a new playable character with impa mm -hmm. i think that this game is going to be so amazing because i really like hyrule warriors and it, like you've you've played uh, have you ever played dynasty warriors at all in any no well the conceit of it is like obvious you just you're one person and you're really strong and you just mow through hundreds and thousands of enemies and it's very satisfying is it like beat em up satisfying like you're just like that kind of satisfying like you're that powerful or well in a beat em up i'd say you're at a disadvantage okay where you can lose a lot and it's hard in dynasty warriors you literally like unless you try to lose <laughs> it, it's it's kind of hard to lose okay so that's cool impa looks cool um again this is the breath of the wild prequel it takes place in that beautiful, you know, Breath of the Wild universe, mm -hmm. and this is a game I actually want to play, not a game I have to kind of figure out a bunch of obtuse Zelda puzzles with. Yeah. Not that Zelda's bad, it's just the puzzles are obtuse. Yeah. 
And your weapons shouldn't break in this one. Do they break in Zelda? In Breath of the Wild, they, you have weapons. I forgot you told me about that. I see I'm forgetting things, and now that when you do mention it, I just remember how you dislike the whole weapon breaking. Just ran- like, is it random or is it? Does it have like no meter? Each weapon, like, it depends on if it's like a stone weapon or a steel weapon. I believe, and like, there's different hammers or different swords or different bows and arrows, and it's all too inconveniencing to me. Which is why it's hard to play. It, it sounds like Minecraft when you put it at that context. You're just like, oh, the swords and hammers and it, bows. It, it is, sounds like Minecraft. It is like <laughs> it's got that weapon durability system, except I think the weapons in Minecraft last a little longer, whereas in Breath of the Wild, some swords last like three hits. Dang. Doesn't doesn't really do it for me. Mm-mm. Um, So Hyrule Warriors should fix that. Other Switch news. Uh, Pokemon is dropping the second part of the expansion pass, the Crown Tundra, mm-hmm. on October 22nd, which is way sooner than I thought. It's um, pretty... Oh, I thought... I'm tripping. I thought they said the 11th. I was like, it's the first. But October 22nd? Yeah. I thought this wasn't going to come out until, like, the end of November. Um, this is likely a bigger expansion than the first half. This is likely, you know, the one you've been waiting for. Yeah. They've got... Um, new feature, a new story with a new legendary. Yeah. Um, they've got little Giganamax, like, or Dynamax, whatever Max, um, like, adventure things that you go on with people online. And I guess they're putting every legendary Pokemon up to date in the game now. So you'll have a chance to catch those. Um, new versions of Articuna, Moltres, and Zapdos. And it's looking like it's going to be a good time. Okay. This is my favorite Switch game. The, of Full all time. disclosure. Um, so far, like I, I with with Diamond and Pearl remake rumors that could overtake it, but so far this is the only Switch game that I've almost hit two hundred hours on because it's so much fun for me to play Pokemon. I feel like the only one that can probably catch up is Animal Crossing, but I don't think two hours as much as Pokemon can for you. Well, Animal Crossing's kind of catching up because it's at one hundred and forty-five, but that's close. me playing every day. I don't play Pokemon every day. Oh, okay. Um, other news besides Switch news this week, a couple little points here. Uh, Yakuza Like a Dragon is getting a PS5 update a little late, uh, March 2nd, I believe. And it comes with an unfortunate piece of news that your PS5 upgraded version won't be able to use the PS4 save file? Yeah. This is concerning because there's a little game called Star Wars Squadrons coming out tonight that's not getting an, a next-gen upgrade but this raises concerns over whether my PS4 save will be compatible with the PS5 or if I'll have to start over, which would suck. Uh, I, I mean, I do see the concern, but I don't think it's much as a concern of, like, imagine if you play the whole game for a whole year and then the next console drops, you get it and you can't transfer the save. It would at least be a couple of weeks. And then you're like, yeah, yeah it's a couple of weeks I lost, but it's not years worth. But it would suck still no matter what if you can't transfer that save data. Yeah, for for squadrons especially, this is a this is a multiplayer game with progression. I don't know how I'd feel if my save data didn't carry over, if I've unlocked a lot of things and leveled my my character up. Is it you know, online for a month? Pro- is it online progression or is it story progression? It, it's it's both. I think your online would be safe. Well, then that that's very comforting to like 
have that. Because um, imagine if like Siege is getting an update for the PS5, and then what if yeah, I was Yeah, I don't think they're going to reset yeah, your progress. They're not going to reset my progress. It's all. I feel like anything online, I don't think they were willing to reset progress for anybody. I think story is kind of where we're heading towards, where the story you can't really transfer over. But mm-hmm. anything online, I think you should call it a safe bet to, to be like, yeah, I think they're going to transfer this stuff over. The only thing with Squadrons, though, is that they're not as of yet planning a next gen update which is another bizarre thing to me because that's weird too because prince of persia the remake is gonna have one but yeah not and that's a game. single player game yeah and this is a multiplayer star wars game releasing in october the month before the playstation 5 comes out i'm thinking if it sells well maybe they'll say okay you know what we'll do an upgrade i'm thinking that's probably the case too it, it is a budget title at 40 dollars, but i it's star wars it's an IP that people recognize. It's yeah. an IP that people love. So we'll see what happens it's with that. Probably like the biggest IP like ever. Yeah. I don't think. I mean, there's a couple things that are, are level to it, but as just like recognizable, I think Star Wars is like probably the one there. But your Yakuza Like a Dragon save file will not be compatible, which means you will lose progress in a Yakuza game, which is which can be a hundred hour game, hundred hours plus. Yeah. So. Maybe they'll work, maybe they'll do a workaround between now and March, but you know a turn-based RPG like Like a Dragon, um, y- you don't want to lose that save data. Uh, I feel like if you have if you know you're getting the PS5, you might want to skip out till March. Cause, yeah, you might want to wait. Yeah, I feel like if you know, like, oh, maybe I want the PS5. Just I say still get it because you know this console is probably gonna be sold out for a while. It's one of those things is probably be hard to come by the first couple of years so you could play like a dragon for a good time and then once you actually get it you may be like oh i kind of want to replay this game and so you do buy the ps5 okay or just like oh i already played it you know i don't really want to replay it again so it's kind of like well at least you didn't you know wait for so long and then buy a ps5 automatically and now you're like oh i have to reset the whole story progressive and all that with my character mm-hmm and in other upgrading type news spider-man remastered was cool I guess we could call it revealed. Yes. Um, they've changed the mocap actor. That's yes. the biggest thing. That's, I don't know. I don't like that as much. Like, I don't mind how the new one looks, but I don't know how I feel about someone being replaced as like Peter Parker after two years. It feels almost, it feels almost movie-esque. Like the movies would replace Peter Parker every couple of years, but this is the same game. Yes. Uh, from what I heard, and it's just a rumor, I don't know if you heard this, but I've heard they're gonna remake or remaster Uncharted 4. And... 4? Yes. That's what I was like, take it, it's just a rumor I heard, but with my, my question to that is, with Spider-Man, why are they, like, adding new stuff to a game that's only, like, two years old? Yeah, we were talking about that. Why, how is it a remaster if the game's only two years old? It's not like the Spider-Man game for the PS4 looks bad. No. Unless you think it looks bad. I don't. No, it, that's why I am i don't think I'm going to buy the Ultimate Miles Morales or even buy the new version. Because it's like, I already own this game. I beat it. It's nothing new. Yeah, it looks a little nicer. But for me spending a whole another $20, like for a game I already own, no, I, I think I can pass on that and just get Miles Morales. Yeah. For me, though, I'm getting it. I'm just, I want it. Yeah, but... I'm a fan. I want it. I think... Maybe if you justify the new suits, but at the same time, it's like, well, those are pretty expensive suits if you're buying it for $20. Yeah. I mean, I hope they show the suits soon. I'm getting the Ultimate Edition. It's already, like, set, but 
it's I guess it's a nice little bonus to have a remastered version of Spider-Man. For me, it's just I don't know why they replaced the mocap actor. No, it's just a weird the mocap actor they chose for the 2018 version of the Spider-Man game looked like Peter Parker, who's been Spider-Man for eight years. This looks more or less like Tom Holland. It looks like a 16. Still, I'm still in high school. Maybe I'm a senior. I'm just yeah. you know in high school. But the the one that I played, I was like, yeah, this seems like a, a Spider-Man who lives on his own, and he's like, you know, this like, seems Whoa. like someone who's grown. Yeah. So there's that. 60 frames, ray tracing, 4K, bunch of other stuff. You decide if it's worth your twenty dollars, dear listener. Uh, yeah, for me, it's like eh, I, I can live with the the one i have already but more power to you if you want to get the new version we've got ps plus games coming out this month on uh, the yes. sixth vampire um that is i i've seen it somewhere i don't know fully what it is i don't know if it's like an action rpg or like a single player like deal i've heard like fine things about it but we need to talk about the big game here you know need for speed payback need of course <laughs> calling off of need for speed heat um, I was going to be a little disappointed if Heat was a free game because I was going to be like, well, I just bought this and now it's free. But nevertheless, I think Payback, I think it's probably a fine game, but I just think it's not what the fans wanted. It's not what they, I feel like the company didn't want it to be that way, but it just so happened to become that. Whether or not it was intentional, I've played Payback and what stops it from being a fine game, not a good game is this constant barrage of like upgrade points and like us there was like a slot machine where you might get a part that you need or you might not get a part that you need and it felt more convoluted at times than the first crew game yes which wasn't as complicated as the second one but it was still too complicated for a racing game it's like do i really want to have to keep switching all this stuff putting all these random parts that i get from a pack or a slot machine it's like i just want to race man I feel like what's weird, too, is that they did the 2015 one, and I think that one's perfectly fine. And they come to this one, where, I I don't know, maybe they tried, like I said, I don't know, they were probably doing something like, oh, let's try something different, but I think it was just too different, not what people wanted it to be. And obviously, they they said, you know, the fan base told them, like, hey, this is is not good, we don't like this. So with Heat, obviously, they fixed it. Um, It's a free game, so I I don't think... I mean, I'm I'm willing to try it. I haven't really tried it's it. It's worth free. Yeah, I'm willing to try it because like I'll, I've heard from it, so I can't. I was like, I'll stay away from it. And then it, Heat came out. I was like, okay, this one doesn't sound like that. I'll probably try it out. It just seems like with Need for Speed, it's it should be easy for them to make something that pleases fans and reviewers of the genre and the series. Yeah. Why aren't they doing it? Uh like honestly, if you want for me, I've been playing Need for Speed since 2005. I play the original Most Wanted. I play Carbon, like Underground and all that. If you take... And they've they've gotten worse, right? I don't say they've gotten worse, but they're just not hitting those key points that I think fans are asking for. Honestly, for me, if you were to take Need for Speed Heat with the cars, the customization, the open world and all that, and bring the story of, like, Underground and, like, Most Wanted and Carbon and, like, even just bring any type of, like... And make it the game where, yes, it's a story-based game, and it's pretty long story-based game. You know, it's going to take you some time to beat it. But it's still a vast open world that you can drive in. And I feel like if you combine, like I said, Most Wanted 2005, and you combine Heat and put it into one game where it's a story-based game that has a really good story and you're involved in it, and it's also open world like Heat, I think you have probably one of the best Need for Speeds out there. Yeah. And in addition to that, 
there's a brief little snippet I wanted to talk about Binding of Isaac Repentance, the final quote-unquote sequel-sized expansion. Um, they still say it's coming this year. I have my doubts, but I'd love it if it did. Um, I like that game. So... I tried a bit oh, what? of it. I was going to say, I've tried a bit of it. it oh, you've tried funny. Binding of Isaac? Yes. Yeah, I like that game. It's fun. It's hard, but it's fun. And... Our last little bit of news this week involves Xbox Series X tested load times. Okay. So we've got a few here that I thought were, you know, poignant to talk about. Yes. Red Dead Redemption 2 was tested by GameSpot, I guess. Mm -hmm. um, two minutes and eight seconds to load on the One X. The Series X cuts that time down to 38 seconds. And remember, this game hasn't gotten a Series X or PS5 upgrade yet. Mm -hmm. So this is really good. Yes. This is really good for what's looking to be like a boosted mode. I was going to say, just based on the fact that this is not even a PS5 upgrade, it's not optimized for the, or not PS5, for the Series uh, X, I got confused for a second, but it's not optimized really for the Series X, it's surprising they got it to 38 seconds. Yeah, that's a game that's got some notorious load times. Yes. Um, Final Fantasy Fifteen doesn't have as notorious of load times, but it's still kind of bad. One yeah. minute and, and 11 seconds on One X, down to 13 seconds on the Series X. That's incredible. I mean, it's literally like no load time at all. 10 seconds is, 13 seconds is pretty much like you can count that in a short, like you can legit count it and it's like, oh, it's done. It won't take you a whole lot of time to be like, oh, one, two is like, oh, you just turn around, come back, and all oh, the game's already loaded up for you. It's like surprising that they got it to 13 when it's at one yeah. eleven. One that's a little concerning is No Man's Sky going from 2 minutes and 13 seconds tested by The Verge on One X to 1 minute and 27 seconds. I'm thinking this one's probably going to benefit the most so far from a PS5 upgrade. Um, that game takes a long time to load. I have it. It takes a long time to load. Uh, I mean, this, this, it's just crazy how much they're changing the whole load time now. It used to be minutes, now it's only seconds. Yeah, well, for No Man's Sky, I think there's some work to be done, but that should come with the with the next gen upgrade. the The biggest concern for me though is Destiny Two. The Verge says it's one minute and fifty two seconds loading on One X, and I'm assuming they're talking about getting to the title screen. It gets cut down to forty three seconds on Series X, but if they can't fix the loading in Destiny when you're loading in a level, I, I, I mean, it's miserable. Dude, game I it, quit. It has to have like a PS5 upgrade because I don't think Bungie's gonna make another Destiny game. I don't know why. Yeah, they no, would, they're expanding yeah. this. I don't know why they would not like add an upgrade to it. So maybe with the upgrade, yeah, it's con it's confirmed getting an upgrade. It's just not there to test yet. Yeah, we have but to wait on that. Man, I quit that game because of the load times. Uh, I haven't say I quit on it. I'll play it with friends here and there, but it's not a game I'm like willing to like wait that amount of time for yeah all right and hey you know what we got right we got a nintendo switch director rumor all right this one is jojo's boo czar adventure okay i'm already liking this in this thrilling new third person open world adventure game joseph from jojo's bizarre adventure part 2 enters the world of nintendo move over luigi there's a new person here to run away from ghosts Use the power of the sun to ward off fearsome boos who have been given stand abilities by <laughs> Prof <laughs> Professor Egad's latest and greatest invention, the ghost arrow. Pose until you can't pose anymore in this ever-escalating comedy adventure. Move across seven, 
You heard me. Seven sprawling mansions as you unlock Joseph's fearsome arsenal and find exciting new ways to defeat King Boo's army. Unlock powerful new techniques like Hamon, breathing, clacker volley, and the most impressive technique of all, running for your life! A massive, haunting world where things are never as they seem. With over 100 unique ghosts and stand abilities, upgradable weapons, and thousands of cosmetic items to decorate your own personal room in each mansion, it's Nintendo's biggest and scariest adventure to date. I love JoJo's Bizarre Adventure. I love Nintendo and Luigi's Mansion and all that. It's just... I think JoJo's probably one of the greatest animes ever. Uh, if you I agree. If you haven't watched it, watch it. Don't skip any parts. Don't be a part skipper. Start from part one. Work your way up to... Now, they confirm. Was it like part six? Part six should be confirmed in April. Okay, so... If the rumors are to be believed. Uh, look forward to that. And it just makes sense. Come on. A whole mansion? Come on. I mean, in part one... Seven they, mansions. They live in a whole mansion in part one. Come on. The, Jost- the Jostar estate? I imagine it's that whole mansion that gets sucked into, you know, nin- the, the, the Nintendo world. Come on. You have, you know, you'll have all the classic characters there. Such as, like, a yep. uh, cat that gets kicked over in part two. Oh, and you've also got Nintendo characters with stands, like King Boo, and another Boo with a stand, a third Boo, Boo Berry, just Boo to bring Berry. this all full circle. Boo we gotta Berry bring it full circle. Cameo. Cameo Blueberry. <laughs> Alright, with that being said, uh, we have played some games this week. Um, I'm gonna touch on, like, four or five of them very quickly. Mm-hmm. Uh, no Man's Sky. Tried the update. Really cool. I get bored with that game. I'd like to find a green planet. Uh, <laughs> Animal Crossing got updated, uh, but the Halloween stuff doesn't start till today, which means I haven't done it yet. So more on that next week. Uh, Mario 3D All-Stars beat Galaxy, gave up on Sunshine because man, uh, and Genshin Impact, free game, real fun, basically Breath of the Wild, but there's gotcha. Doesn't really matter that there's gotcha because it doesn't do much, but yeah, not something I can get invested in. I was right gonna uh, try it out actually. I think uh, I downloaded two, so it should be ready for me to try out. Like, later. well, if you if you get invested into it, I'll I'll re-download my copy because it's got multiplayer. Yeah. So now some some bigger things. Yes. Um, I played more of Hades this week. Mm-hmm. Um, that game is amazing. It's a roguelike. I think I touched on it a little last week. Um. Mm-hmm. You are the son of Hades, uh, Zagreus. Um, you go through four areas full of enemies. It's a roguelike, so they're random rooms like Isaac. Um, you fight with six different weapons, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, you get special upgrades from the uh, you know the gods of Greek mythology, like uh, yeah. Artemis or Aphrodite or whatever, Zeus. And you kind of just try to escape from Hades, man. It's, it's really fun it's chill um it can get frantic but at the same time it's a it's a roguelike that has a story element and roguelikes are usually light on story but this one's so just full of good character moments and good story moments even when you get even when you lose and you get sent back to the start there's someone there with new dialogue telling about oh haha you couldn't make it out this time you'll have to do better and there's like a skeleton that you can um beat up as a like a training dummy yeah and he's like uh he always says stuff like hey man you gotta do what you gotta do man you gotta hit me if you want to 
because because you're he's he's training you to use the weapons but like these characters are so full of personality the artwork is gorgeous the gameplay is addicting i try to do at least one attempt a day Uh i'm so mad because i wanted to i wanted to have a a finished run before we did the show and i made it to the final boss um for the first time last night and i lost like halfway through the second phase no i hate that I mean, yeah. Cuphead, I was like that for like a good week. Yeah, and the thing is, I had such a great setup. My, 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 uh, they're called boons, what you get from the, the gods or the mm-hmm. shops, they're called boons. My, my setup was amazing. I had like 261 health. It's like, how am I going to repeat this? But then I think, this game has what's called god mode. And you would think with God mode that you could run through effortlessly. Yeah. Um, kind of not have any problems with it. So what God mode in Hades does is that it gives you 20% damage resistance, which mm-hmm. is not a lot because enemies hit like trains in this game. And your attack doesn't get boosted. That's what boons are for. But the whole thing with God mode is, and I'll, I'll concede I am playing on God mode because I got sick of losing humiliatingly so you get you get 20 percent resistance but when you die you gain two percent resistance all the way up to 80 so currently i think i'm at like 34 so i think i should be at the point where i can get through a run pretty decently pretty soon but i i like that attempt at a god mode setting an accessibility setting that doesn't make you feel like you're playing a boring game. Like if you if you one shot at everything, yeah. and you couldn't take damage, you'd get bored. Yeah. So I like this accessible feature for the people who don't have maybe the inclination or the patience to do a roguelike of this difficulty, to be able to get through it, see the end of the story, and have a little bit less of a hard time, not a completely cakewalk of a time. Yeah, it's like how we said, like a game should not make you sweat it. Like you just want to have a good time. You shouldn't want to frustrate yourself but at the same time you don't want to be too easy where it's just like well uh i'm bored here i don't want to play this anymore like you just press a button and everything dies you're like okay i don't want to be too hard let me ease it up a bit but not too much where i'm gonna be bored from it yeah and and i do think more roguelikes should have this feature um into the breach has this feature that's the turn-based strategy Mm -hmm. um roguelike it's got a mode that makes things a little less stressful Mm-hmm. Um, Isaac doesn't, but Isaac's not too hard. No. Gungeon, on the other hand, is way too hard, and I cannot get past floor three. And it's just, I need, I need a little bit more of an, more of an easy time. I get stressed with roguelikes. So when yeah. something like God Mode in Hades comes along, and gives you the satisfaction of beating it with a little bit of help, I like that. Yeah. Um, for difficulty, I always use the example of Crash Team Racing. Because in, and this is the, the PS4 uh, version, um, when you play on easy, you can overlap the other racers. You can overlap the AI really easily. But when you play on normal, you can barely scrape by with a win. And sometimes I don't feel like, sometimes I feel like I want to have a good, nice, in, intense or interesting race and not overlap the characters, but not be like, sweating it till the very end kind of like that hotshot racing game i was talking about yeah it's just stuff like that bothers me 
I was going to say, it's kind of hard to really get that difficulty setting, but it does seem like Hades kind of got it down, where, I don't know, like, you shouldn't, I feel like with Crash, it's just, it's something should be between the normal and easy. Oh, like yeah, I've been normal saying should that be for, hard. for over a year, something yeah. needs to be in between easy and normal in that game, because easy is just, anybody, anybody who can pick up a controller can beat Crash uh, Team Racing on easy, Yeah. Um. If if they're, you know decent racing games yeah but normal is a different story i can barely scrape by on on normal and but if you're decent enough at a racing game a win on easy should be nothing for you i feel like with the new normal with crash it should be where if you're good at it you could probably ease it up but not probably overlap people but if you're messing up then that's when they can catch up i feel like that's what they need to get yeah either make the easy mode a little harder to make it more enjoyable or make normal a little easier yeah or add a fourth difficulty in between. Yeah. Like, n- like, Neasy or... Neasy. Yormal. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, so, yeah, that's Hades. Um, it's out of early access. It's on the Switch. Super fun. 60 frames. Highly recommend. Um, we're gonna save a game to talk about that we're both gonna talk about at the end, but, hey, mm-hmm. tell us about Call of Duty Zombies. Uh, yeah, so we were going to discuss this in the news, but we decided to hold it off for the last part. But uh, this is sort of a news slash kind of what the whole thing I'm looking forward to is that Zombies was announced yesterday uh, on the 30th of September. It's the 1st of October today. But uh, we got our first look into the new Zombies mode for Call of Duty Cold War. I'm, for one, and I think it looks fine. I'm pretty excited, except for one thing that does concern me, but I'll get to that. But, um... The thing that concerns me about the map, which I'm not even going to try to pronounce, because I believe it's like you have to say it in a German way, and I'm just like, I cannot pronounce that. Yeah. Uh, but uh, it takes place on Noct, the first map from World at War. Uh, and uh, what I don't want it to be on that map is I don't want it to be dark. Because I've said this before, like, I don't want it to be pitch black in a room and then, like, Zombies can hit you from one corner, and you turn around, there's nothing there, but then one can hit you from another corner, there's nothing there. Or there's a horde, and you just can't really see, like, where you're going, and then you get trapped in a corner, and you die off. Which, I think, I don't really have to be concerned for that that much. I think if you turn on the power, I think it lights up the whole way. But, just that's the only negative I feel about it. But with this game, uh, we're in the whole review, where it takes place in the same universe as the original at World at War onwards to Black Ops 4. It's the mm-hmm. same universe. It's a kind of like a reboot continuation. Like, kind of like that. I think that's what they're trying to do. Um, yeah. And with this one, I believe there's a character in the original series named Samantha Maxes. I think she's older in this one. It's the, I think it takes place in the 80s. Uh, she finds, like, this tape, and it's like, oh... The zombie thing's not over yet, or there's this whole thing that happened, and it's like you know, uh, basically, I don't know much of the characters because there are new characters, not good. The continuous one with the saga, which I know of because I've been playing it since like Black Ops One. Uh, you basically send a team, and it's not a, a specific team. It's not characters that are like the original four, like Nikolai Richtoff or nothing. Like that it's just like your standard MP characters going in to find out what's going on, which I think that's fine. I think. Uh, with like World at War, even up to like Verrucked, the the second map on that DLC pack, 
Or I think it's the first. I think it's the first DLC pack. Yeah, it's the first one. They weren't really characters. They were just like uh, multiplayer characters just put in a map and just like, oh, survive for, you know, for this long. So I think that's fine. They don't really want to... Because I feel like I should say this beforehand is that with Black Ops 4, that one I think a lot of people were not happy with. A lot of things they could have done better with that game. A lot of things they did do pretty good, but I think there's a, just a lot of negatives with it. Yeah, I remember you talking about that. And with this one, they're just like, you know what, we're just going to have it where, you know, standard how it is, you know, what you remember it as being, but still being a little different. So it's like, mm-hmm. you get that feeling like, oh yeah, it's like World at War, where it's just non, non, non-fleshed out characters, but they're still like, not just paper walls, just walking around. They're still like, they still have some character to them. Zombies has always been like a weird thing for me because I like the idea. Yeah. I'm just really, really bad at it. I mean, granted, I'm only a solo player back in like Black Ops and Black Ops 2 Zombies, but like all I can really remember is like the train one or whatever. Whatever the one in Black Ops 2 was. Oh, transit bus? Yeah. Yeah, the bus. There we go. And then there was one that was like a twin stick shooter. I liked that one. Oh, um, D- Dead Ops Arcade. It's like it looks. Dead like Ops Arcade. Arcade. Yeah, yes. there you go. I think they're actually having Dead Ops Arcade three in this one. There's a Dead Ops Arcade two. There is in Black Ops three. There's Dead Ops Arcade two. I never knew that. Yeah, it's actually pretty fun. Yeah, I like Dead Ops Arcade actually. Yeah, but I know you're really big into zombies, and you're into the multiplayer component of zombies. Yeah, with this one. What I'm liking, we go back to how, what, basically before this whole thing, I think as a whole community, Zombies has kind of been just like here and there. Like it, we're, they existed, but not really to the point where they're that excited for Black Ops 4 because Black Ops 4 just had so much and it was so too different to the point where I think it, no one really like enjoyed it. Like uh, the story, the way it ends, I, it's kind of like if Treyarch didn't want to make Black Ops 4 canon anymore, they they could have. I don't think no one would really be upset by that. But they're they're sticking to the story, which is like, okay, they're sticking to the story. But with during the whole initial reveal, they said that some things will come back, you know, some things won't stay dead. They'll come back to the story or some things will return in some way, shape, or form. Um, what I'm liking is that I, this game is cross-play. So to everyone, That's who always a good think, thing. Yeah, to everyone who thinks like, oh, I wish I could play with my friends, you can because... No matter what platform you play on this one, they're doing the good thing where you can play with everybody now. It's not just a single console experience. It's with everybody. Where was this in 2010? <laughs> yeah, because you told me how you wanted to play with your friends on Black Ops 2, but even with the original yeah. Black Ops, everyone had a 360 and you had a PS3. Yeah. And then I believe all DLC... So, yes, I think believe in their words that all additional add-on post-launch will be free content coming to the Battle Pass. Uh, because the MP and the zombies all are tied up, so your weapons and your uh, upgrades and your tiers, I, I believe they're tiers, but who knows, they could be something else, but are all connected, so that's a really good plus, so you don't have to worry about upgrading one thing and then go to another mode and be like, well, I have to upgrade oh, this okay. again. Oh, okay, that was my next question. They're not going to be like, oh, there's a zombies tier list, or yeah. battle pass, and then there's the multiplayer battle pass. Yeah, no, they, they're like, God we're forbid not a single that. player battle pass. <laughs> oh, I know. I mean, some I know I have a friend who likes the whole like battle pass system, but I'm mm. like, it's not hit I, or miss. It's a yeah, it's a hit or miss for me. But you know, whatever, more power to you if you like it. Um, with this map, it seems like 
it's not like I said with the initial reveal it looked like it was gonna be like a dark corner map which I didn't want it to be like I don't like it like too dark I mean foggy was even a problem with like transit a lot of people hated like the fog like it was too foggy or smoky I guess you could say like I mean I just thought transit was boring yeah it's not a great map I think it's as like as a community it's just known as like the worst map I there's probably are like worse maps than it but it's just known by that the whole community is yeah. oh yeah trans is the worst map but um with black with world at war you got just standard characters until you got to i forgot the swamp one i think it's shinonuma i believe that's what it's called mm-hmm. uh you got now you got the standard rick Toffin, nikolai uh takio and then tank demshi and then all the way up to black ops 4 they existed and in, in the end of Black Ops 4, uh, they kind of, this is a spoiler, where they kind of sacrifice themselves to stop the whole multiverse of multiple zombies universes happening. That's why it's kind of true, but it's not because there are zombies in the universe, but I believe it's one still singular universe where it's basically, like I said, it's a reboot slash continuation. Yeah. And Wait, what what's or, that one with Pee Wee Herman? I believe that's Infinite Warfare. Okay. That was not Treyarch. I believe that was Sledgehammer. So does that just not count as zombies, or was that zombies? It counts as, I think, Infinity War zombies, I believe. With, oh, okay, so Infinity War is like yeah. zombies are separate. Okay. I think with with that, I have to... Because I, I kind of stayed away from the whole other zombies because it's confusing, but in the canon Treyarch with this zombies, it's only the Treyarch games, which is... I will go them. It's World at War, Black Ops 1, Black Ops 2, Black Ops 3, and Black Ops 4. These are mm-hmm. canon to this game. The other ones that existed, I believe, were like Advanced Warfare, Infinite Warfare, World War Two, and I'm thinking there's probably a different one here and there. Those are owned by different teams, part of the whole Call of Duty saga, like Sledgehammer and uh, Infinity War. Yeah. Um, but what this one was weird is that they're not really trying to separate Infinity War and Treyarch anymore. They're kind of like how like Modern Warfare, the newest one that released last year, and this one are kind of one in the same then you know their, their their systems are not going to be too different you can i'm pretty sure there's probably some things from modern warfare you can transfer to cold war i think like yeah. i think warzone yeah i believe it's from warzone Warzone stuff probably yeah i believe it's warzone that they're they're not going to make it a whole different thing they're just going to continue it with each call of duty but as for this one I say it to every game. You never know until you try it. I mean, with Black Ops 4, it did have concerning things, but I still bought it. I still gave it a shot. As a whole, it's not really good, but Black Ops 4 did have its key moments. I did like certain maps on there. I did like certain things on there. Like with this one in Cold War, you can no longer just start off with a a standard pistol. You can actually upgrade your character to bring in different weapons each time you start it. It's not just like Mm -hmm. start around pistol each time. You can make each weapon unique and like powerful in its own way like obviously it won't be probably like wonder what uh, wonder weapon strong but it'll still be like useful even in the higher rounds it's kind of like they're progressing in the preferred or uh, an appreciated direction with yes. this new zombies that's coming out because imagine because with black ops 4 i think that's a big problem is that you couldn't buy each map separately you had to buy the black ops pass which is basically the yeah. season pass so i had to spend a whole whopping of like a hundred dollars on that and it's like, uh, there's some things I wish I didn't buy, such like certain maps, and there's some things that I, you know, it's like, yeah, that's fine. But I feel like with this whole uh, post-content launch being free, I it's highly appreciated. I appreciate that very much. Because yeah. the whole 
thing of buying things separate or buying things as a whole is kind of like it's kind of dwindling. It's not really being a thing anymore. It's kind of just like you know we can make things free to play and still make it enjoyable and profitable, I guess, for us. But I I do appreciate everything being free post launch. Yeah, long as you can work your way through that battle pass, anything is possible. That's true. <laughs> so. With the the last little bit of our episode today, I would like us to talk about a, a game that we both love that recently came to the Nintendo Switch Online app. I'm talking about Mario's Pick Ross. No, only I like Mario's Pick Ross. No, it's Mario. <laughs> it's Mario Paint. Mario Paint. No, it hasn't gotten there yet. It has it's to a... <laughs> have a, a, a re-release. I want that re-release for the Switch. Oh, that would be great. But uh, this is the second of three games that i need to be on that service it's here donkey kong country 2 um <laughs> i replayed it this game i can't i can't think of many drawbacks that this game has a it's a perfect platformer i i'm sure you agree yes it's got a cool theme i think we hit on this a couple of weeks ago but we didn't yes. really talk about it that much but the theme is so good it's like the nightmare version of donkey kong country one which was lush jungles and everything but now we're kind of like pirate themed we've got beehives and like bramble branches and amusement parks instead of mine mine carts it's it's so good i think i said this earlier and we both agreed upon it that this one has the best like ghost world out of any platforming game ever um, so from what I from remember the top of the head, World One is the pirate ship from the ending of the first game. Yeah, World Two ship. is the lava love mm-hmm. is lava world. And world, when do you see Lava World is World Two? That's crazy. That's true. Lava worlds are usually kind of you know the end or even like the final the stage end. of the game. Yeah. Like it's either the second to last one or it's the last stage. And then it's swamp swamp. I think it's the swamp level. After that, you play as a swamp whole world around there. Yep. So then, I think the swamp is next, yeah. Yeah, Beehive. I believe you pay the Beehive. Crazy Kremland. Yeah, with uh, the bees and the amusement park. And then it's the castle. And what's really cool with this game is that you think, oh, yeah, this is a castle. This has to be the last. But no, there's actually like a sky level. You actually go on a, sh- a whole like flying ship into the sky. On skies. the castle, though? Yeah. I, I know I was struggling to think of a low point for the game, but the castle probably has my least favorite levels. The worst one, the worst level in the game is that one that's like, a, it's scrolling in the upwards, castle, it's scrolling yes. upward. I don't like that level. You Did you know there's a glitch in that world where if you do it, like I forgot what it is, you have to use the, like Rambi the Rhino, and, you, and if you do it, it can actually like kill your physical cartridge of the game. It's I did not know that. Yeah, it's Because I've never a, had the... This was my first experience with the Super Nintendo version. Yeah, because you you grew up with the Game Boy version. I grew up yeah. with like the Super Nintendo version. I think that the Super Nintendo is better. You think Game Boy? Obviously, different things. Maybe it's just whatever. Well, you the grew Game up Boy with. Advance version. Because remember, yeah. there is a Game Boy version, Donkey Kong Land too. Oh yeah. But we're we're talking about of the uh, the Game Boy Advance. Yeah, refer to the Advance version, Donkey Kong Country. Well, I guess, yeah, I guess I guess with Country, it should justify it being the Advance version. I don't think. It would assume to be the land. Oh yeah, that's true. I, I think land is fine enough, though. I think that's just yeah. Land was cool for the experiment. But yeah, for, speaking on that whole level, there is a glitch there where if you played it on the original cartridge, it would not only like softlock your console, but it would actually like kill it. You can't even like play the game anymore. It would destroy the cartridge. I forgot. What that's it weird did. because that's the only time on the Super Nintendo uh, Switch Online app version of it 
that I had frame drops. With that level, yes. It's even with on the original. Level. Yeah, even with the original, it does that on that map. Uh, I think out of the original trilogy, I can understand why this one's everyone's favorite. I think as being a realistic person, 3 is probably the best one. I think it's the most polished and best one and most oh, fleshed out. Oh, it's so polished. It's so good. But as I just think it's a little less popular because it's more technical. Yeah. It's not like 1 and 2 where you just go level to level. You kind of do kind of like... You kind of do kind of go around the whole map and you do have to find certain things to go to a different area. But I think out of all of them, 3 is the best one. I think my personal favorite is still 1 just because I have like just emotional history with that one that was such i played that since like i was like three but two is probably the best out of just the entire fan base it is probably the best one two is the best package i think it it's got the most that goes right with it yeah it has um, great theme whereas great yeah music, great themes uh great level design yeah three has three is that unique case where the david wise soundtrack didn't come until the game boy advance version so Either version you play of 3 is going to be wildly different. I think the only bad song in 3 is just like the first world song. That one's kind of just out of weird. It's kind of place, uh, you know, it's just weird out of place. But I think the rest of the soundtrack is actually really good. I like the, it. The David Wise version of the first world song on the Game Boy Advance version is way better. I've heard it and I wish it was like HD, like SNES quality. Because it's like, oh, if only this was SNES quality audio. Yeah, and, and then on that last little bit here before we wrap up like on that note of the super nintendo version and the game boy advance version of, yeah. of donkey kong country 2 i still like the game boy advance version better however <laughs> i will give the super nintendo version this um one of the songs sounded better to me i think it was the lava world song oh sounded better to me on the um super nintendo version i still think that sticker brush symphony sounds better on the game boy advance version for mm. me personally um and i like some of the sound effects on the super nintendo version better because like the the kremlin that that throws out like of the crates barrel. oh no the one that well, comes the, out of the barrel the one that comes out of the barrel goes like yeah on yeah. the game boy advance version but on on the super nintendo version it goes Whoa! yeah it does like a cool. weird like car tire sound effect and it like comes out screaming. yeah and then the one ghost uh one that throws the crates on the game boy advance version i don't like it it goes <laughs> but on the super nintendo version it goes ah i thought yeah. that was a little more menacing a little less comical so it, i mean as far as audio design there's hits and misses on both yeah i just the the game boy advance version to me i think benefits from a little i i, I could be tripping about this but i think there's a little yeah. more on the side a little more view yeah um and also i grew up with it because I didn't even know there was a version of Donkey Kong Country 2 on the Super Nintendo when I got it for the Game Boy Advance. I did not know that it was not a new game. Just like I didn't know Super Mario Advance was not a new game. Oh boy. I mean, yeah, that always plays a factor just like whatever you grew up with. Yeah. But and I guess when you're a kid, ignorance is bliss. Yeah. I mean, I, I remember it was a port because not only did it have the original Donkey Kong and Super Nintendo... But I got a Game Boy with it came with Donkey Kong Country, uh, so I knew that there was there was a port of an older game. Yeah. But I'm just saying this as I can say, for all around, I just in general, I think you and I, no matter what we play, I think at the end of it, we're really just hardcore platform gamers. Like I think that's what we all started on here. 
Oh yeah, it, the earliest things that we played were platformers. Yeah. it's a good it's a good introductory genre. No matter what FPS I play and what RPG you play, I think I think you and me can come to terms that platforming is basically our like is our soles to our shoes. That's where it happened. Yeah. And the the road was paved with platformers. Exactly. That's why, like, I think we think so highly of these platformer games. But I think Donkey Kong Country Two is like top five platformer games of all time. If you have a Switch, oh yeah, if you have a Switch, get it. Get on that. Yeah, get on it. It's like twenty bucks for a year for the online subscription, at least just to play that game. And it's so good that we're going to come back to this game probably pretty often yeah um because there's a lot to unpack we at some point might even do a full episode about the series but that's about all the time we have for today um so this month we've got a few special things planned i don't really want to give them away right away but we've got we've got at least you know we've got some themes coming up for you for for october so we hope you look forward to that um we thank you for listening. We hope you'll follow us on Twitter at Markers on the Map. And, you know, it's like we always say. At the end of the day, the real Ed, Ed and Eddie, the Miss Adventures, was the friends we made along the way. So we'll see you next time. Bye. <laughs>